Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. And they let me come to my own conclusions, being supportive when I told them I didn't want to go through with it. In the following months, I was kicked out of my parents' home and moved from place to place, struggling to keep up with school and my hope wavering as to whether I made the right decision. I considered abortion again. How could I support a child when I had no place to stay, no healthy food to eat, and no money to pay for my education or theirs? That's when I found Mary Shelter, Virginia. There... There, they gave me not just shelter, but guidance. They gave me a room of my own, counseled me, and encouraged me to continue my schooling. Nine months later, I had my daughter, Amy. The March for Life is taking place in Washington, D.C. And the reason that I'm sharing parts of it is because, well, media doesn't cover the story. They don't cover the story. You got a million plus people that march on Washington, D.C. every single year saying the pro-life is the way to go and media doesn't cover it. CNN doesn't cover it. What they, they, they pretend it's not happening. They close windows and move on with their day. Is this MSNBC's plan? I'm staring at the CNN homepage. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It is so good to be with you. I'll tell you what they're talking about. CDC says boosters provide best protection against Omicron. Wait, hold on. Wait, is that is that really a thing? Is that is that really a story? They have. Let's 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 do this again. Boosters provide the best protection against Omicron variant. CDC studies show raising new questions about what it means to be fully vaccinated. Which is stunning because the booster nor the vaccine were made for Omicron. So how could they provide any help whatsoever? I'm not anti-vax. I'm just pro-science and data and facts. That's that that's that's what I am. That that that's that's on their homepage. Oh, here's Kevin McCarthy saying I'd take a bullet for Donald Trump. Here's a story about an airstrike killing seventy people, not seventy people, and knocking out the internet in Yemen. Louis Anderson, the comic, dead at the age of 68. I've got more on that. Cancer, right? Uh, and uh, Meatloaf passing away at the age of 74, singing Bad Out of Hell. Paradise by the Dashboard Light Up, more on that as well. Undocumented journalist recounts a moment before going live on Tucker Carlson. This is the kind of stuff that CNN is carrying. Not the million people who showed up in Washington, D.C., in the March for Life. When I tell you they don't cover it, they don't cover it. Here's MSNBC. I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it live, guys. The weird big lie-related gift Trump sent to every House Republican. The Trump family is in hot water again, and Tish James does her homework. It looks like those right-wing social media apps forgot a couple key ingredients. What in the world do they have here that's actual news? Well, nothing. 
but they also don't cover the million people plus in Washington, D.C. right now. So I didn't ask you your take on abortion. I'm not asking you your take on abortion. I am asking a different question. The question before us goes as follows. When a million people show up in Washington, D.C. to engage in protest, and you call yourself a news organization and you don't cover it, who is to blame? A news organization that doesn't cover a million people gathering in Washington, D.C. isn't so much of a news organization. You had a million people show up on January 6th a year ago, and you had quite a few hundred people go into the Capitol. You have told us it was the end of the world. But as Joe Biden reminds us, it's nothing more than a minor incursion. And minor incursions are just fine. So what are you complaining about? Notice they don't cover the million people who peacefully protest and then went home. They don't cover the million people who are peacefully protesting right now in Washington, D.C. Your position on abortion in this conversation and in this context is meaningless. I didn't ask. Gotta tell you the truth. For this conversation, don't care. When it's not covered, we are told that these so-called media outlets don't actually believe in news. MSNBC is not a news organization, and CNN is not a news organization because they're not covering it. If nine people got together to talk about why they support their abortion rights, you better believe that it would get covered. Oh my gosh, covered morning, noon, night, weekends, the 24-7 coverage would be taking place. But they're not covering it. And they wonder why they're not trusted. They wonder why we look at them askew. Brian Stelter wonders, why don't they believe me? I just want to help them. It's pretty obscene when you think about it. That they don't ever look inward. I was having a conversation earlier about myself and career and 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 you know used to you know aspiring to fox and, oh you gotta get on fox oh you have to be on fox and then realizing wait whoa, 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 not, none of that is true none of that is real i know so many good people who don't have a show on fox totally happy people maybe it's not the end of the world maybe it isn't the thing to be aiming for maybe there are other things to aim for in greater in, in greater measure Seems to me like there is. My point is, is that you have to be open and honest with yourself to realize, wait a second, the thing that I think that I'm chasing isn't actually the thing that's going to bring me some happiness. I have to look inward and ask tough questions in order to ensure that I'm providing myself with the best life possible. But Brian Stelter and Jim Acosta and Anderson Cooper... And Rachel Maddow, they never look inward. They look at you and say, why aren't you listening to me? 
Why aren't you trusting me? You know who else did that? All the never Trumpers. All those who believed that they were conservatism because they got to speak at the conferences and they got to go on the cruises and people paid to be near them. They were the ones who were speaking on Fox News. And then Trump came into being and they all said, oh, that Trump, that's not a conservative. Listen to me, conservatives. I am the one who leads you. You will not vote for this man because he is not a conservative and I've said so. And then the people said, yeah, but he... He, he fights, and 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 we'd like it if if, if we started fighting back against uh, the political left that lies constantly about us and, and attacks us uh, for 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 every little thing. And, and and the Bill Crystals of the world said, "Oh, we do not need to fight them. We just need to express our position." And and I have to be invited to parties. I mean, we have to just keep our moral center. And the people said, "Well, we we have a moral center." And what we're being told is that we're immoral and that we're racist and that we're bigoted and no one's fighting back against this. And Bill uh, Crystal and Jonah Goldberg said, silly people, don't you know that Donald Trump just isn't a conservative? And the people said, well, he, he might not be a conservative. I actually don't even know what he is, but, uh, but he's better than Hillary. And the conservatives said... Uh, not the conservative, the, uh, the, uh, the, the so-called conservatives, the Bill Crystals, the Jonah Goldbergs, the, the David French said, oh, pshaw. And they said, pshaw, we, we will lose with dignity to fight another day. And uh, the people said, no, 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 we're done with that. We'd like to kick a little ass, please. And that's how Trump got elected. But those people didn't want to listen. And when Trump won, they literally said, What? How? I don't know anybody who voted for Donald Trump. Like all of a sudden they all became Pauline Kael. I don't know anybody who voted for Nixon. They never once looked inward. They still don't look inward to recognize how ignorant and pathetic and nonsensical and garbage and non-conservative their never Trump view is. That's Brian Stelter. That's CNN. That's MSNBC. So me, I'm going to cover this thing. You know, when my grandma Helen, my grandma Helen Amundsen, left Sinai Hospital in 1973, it didn't change the hospital. It didn't change the culture, it didn't change the law, it didn't change the country. But when she walked, it changed her. When she stood, it changed her. And it changed her sons, and it changed her daughter, my mom. And that, that willingness to stand, that willingness to walk, it has echoed into my life. It has echoed into the life of this young woman. It is incarnate in the life of this 12-year-old boy who wouldn't be... I guess he was telling a story. That's Mike Schmitz from a, something called Bible in a Year podcast. But people are speaking there. And we're just sharing just a little bit of it. Doing the work that the so-called news media won't do.
And yet they'll disparage me for being just a radio host who does far more than them every day of the week. The January 6th committee, they're working overtime to embarrass President Trump, and they will get their opportunity. I'll tell you why. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. When the new Batman movie comes out, and it's called The Batman, and it's Robert Pattinson, the the guy from uh, Twilight, he's Batman. He's Batman. It will run two hours and 47 minutes. Without the credits, the runtime of this film is 167 minutes long. So just uh, for an idea, Endgame was 181 minutes. Zack Snyder's Justice League was 242 minutes. Which, well, look, that, that was part of the marketing. It was totally purposeful. This is, um, this is going to be something. I'm curious to see if it's any good. I also find it interesting, um, I mean, Colin Farrell as, as Penguin is going to be good. Andy Serkis is playing Alfred. Andy Serkis was Gollum in The Lord of the Rings. And Andy Serkis in the Marvel Cinematic Universe was Claw from, from Black Panther. Going after the Vibranium. The Scourge of Wakanda. Uh, so... He's now made this move over. I, I don't know. I find it interesting. I find it interesting that uh, that people make the changes. But then again, his, I mean, am I spoiler alert by saying uh, his character is dead? As in no longer alive? Guy has to work. I got nothing against that. Nothing against that whatsoever. I don't know if I'm going to see it. It's... It's Batman. I don't know. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm running to a theater to get a hold of it. Besides, how could it be more entertaining? How is it possible it could be more entertaining than Nancy Pelosi engaged in this kind of insanity? Today, today we broke a proud anniversary. One year ago today. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were sworn in as president and vice president of the United States. Since that historic day, we have seen one of the most impactful first years of a presidency in modern times. Is that right? Can, can, can we define impactful? I mean, just just to be clear, how do you define Nancy Pelosi impactful? Getting shots in the arms of millions of people, putting money in pockets, delivering the best year of job creation on record. Working together, President Biden and the Democratic Congress, working with all of you, built a strong foundation for much of this progress with our American Rescue Plan. So by putting the country further in debt, by throwing cash into the system... And furthering inflation, that's how we made everything better? I mean, that's a, that's a take. That is a take, 
but it isn't even the best one of the day. Oh, I don't need to hear the question. Come on, just hit me with the good stuff right there. Nancy Pelosi praising Democrats like you wouldn't believe. That's your version. Here's the thing. I say to my members uh, on a regular basis when we gather in caucus, and as you know, sometimes it's hybrid these days, but anytime we have gathered in caucus, one way or actually virtually or hybrid, I've said to them, under this roof, figuratively or actually, is the greatest collection of intellect, integrity, and imagination for doing the right thing for the American people. I have great com- Is that right? The integrity of Ocasio-Cortez, the... the, the is that right? That is something. That is not the way half the country would see it. Now, this is Nancy Pelosi's job. Her job is to be supportive of her party. I get that. No one should fault her for that. The question that we should ask ourselves is, do you think that plays... The suburban soccer mom who won you the election last year, if you will, or, or, or in 2020. The suburban soccer mom who's paying more for meat, more for milk. Their kid, in many cases, has either been called a racist or has been told that they'll never get ahead because everybody's oppressing them. The suburban soccer mom who's trying to figure out how to pay for college and save for retirement and working out the budgeting. Do you think she listens to Nancy Pelosi talk about how great the Democrats are and their intellect and says, whew, thank goodness they're in charge? My question is, if she's just trying to rally her own troops, okay. But even in rallying the troops... Can't you recognize how this might hurt you? Can you recognize how people might see that as massively tone deaf? Because it's massively tone deaf. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Everything at TonyKatz.com. Keep it right here. This is Tony Katz Today. Oscar Mayer face mask that kind of looks like baloney because 2022 is it messed up enough you got the death of meatloaf the death of meatloaf people this is this is destructive i grew up with meatloaf tony katz tony katz today it's great to be with you Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Yes, I I grew up with the music of, of Meatloaf. I, I don't know about everybody else, but a big part of, like, like, uh, like I was part of a... 
was part of a youth group growing up called USY, United Synagogue Youth. It was a Jewish youth group. But it was all over the state of New Jersey. Actually, uh, we were like two-thirds of the state of New Jersey. My senior year of high school, I was the president of that organization. I know. Very impressive. Is it not? Never put it on a resume. Don't know why. Um, and at every event, where I mean, it was hundreds and hundreds of kids would show up to like... like Weekend retreats and dances and stuff like that. This song would play. And people would go crazy and dance to it and they would act it out. It was nuts. We were kids. It was nuts. I posted this on a on a, on a Facebook group that, that we have from people who were part of that in that area. And everybody's like, oh, this happened and that happens. It's been kind of an interesting walk down down memory lane. And not only has Meatloaf passed, uh, the word is out now that Louis Anderson, the comic, has passed away. But he had been sick, as far as I know it, for a very, very long time. Um, I think I think this was blood cancer. Is is what they're saying. I mean, it was Family Feud. There was him as a comic. Uh, Life with Louie. Uh, he, he did the show Baskets. He had been diagnosed with a type of non-Hodgkin lymphoma. So I, I, I knew that he wasn't well, and he hadn't been well for, for, for a good long while, for a good long time. But Bob Saget and Louis Anderson, you're talking about guys who were... So, so Louis Anderson, I would argue, was a bigger comic in terms of name than Bob Saget. But Bob Saget, what I would argue, is probably a more beloved comic to comics. I think that's the. I think that's that's right and that's proper. But they were both. I mean, big names, big part of of the American comedy scene. Louis Anderson certainly bigger in terms of, of popularity. Um, Gone and people are like, what the hell? And a lot of people, just like the thing with meatloaf, they they want to move it immediately uh, to 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 COVID. Did he have COVID? Did he get vaccinated? Was it this? Was it that? I can't. I can't bring myself to do that. I can't bring myself to dig in on that. Sorry. I just want to I just want to celebrate the music. I want to celebrate, you know, having a, a, a fun memory in my head. I heard from some people I haven't heard from in 20 years. All right. I'm not saying we're the best of friends. But it was just it was fun to reminisce about this. We're going to go all the way tonight. We're going to go all the way tonight. It's a song that probably you couldn't uh, produce now because, of course, it was it would be uh, about pressuring a, a girl. Or... <sighs> Great history with that song. What, what can I say? And I don't need everything to be about COVID. I don't need everything to be about conspiracy theory. I just I just don't. 
I just don't. Uh, there are people who are absolutely conspiratorial about COVID, and there are a lot of things about COVID that people are trying to hide from you, me, and we. I, I think that's fact. I think, I think that's just the facts. But sometimes you just want to you just want to pull away from it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think there's something outrageously healthy with with that. The amount of people who've been reaching out to me because I've been doing much less COVID talk. Like, is it that, like, this is all I've done about COVID today, right? I think this is all, I, I think so. I mean, maybe I'll hit something later. But as opposed to twice an hour, you know, COVID this and COVID that. And no, no, I'm like, I can't do it. And I've had people reach out to me, whether whether they see me out of the cigar lounge or, or, or they, 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 they've emailed me or sent me a tweet. Thank you. Because no one can take it anymore. It's too crazy. The people who believe in shutdowns are bad people. The people who believe that kids should be masked because they're afraid, they're evil people. The people who want to wear a mask for themselves, ah, let them. Do your thing, man. Live your life. I don't, you don't need to ask my permission. You are good being you. Meanwhile, Oscar Mayer, they have a new moisturizing face mask that's inspired by baloney. You see... And you thought COVID was the only problem we had. It's available for $5 on Amazon. It, um, they, they, they based it on, okay, like you take a piece of Oscar Mayer bologna, and you, you've had Oscar Mayer bologna, right? Josh, Josh is filling in for producer Ari uh, as he gets ready to come back from his, uh, from his honeymoon. Uh, uh, Josh, you've had the Oscar Mayer bologna before? Of course. Should we discuss, Josh, before anything else, before we discuss your baloney, that <laughs> IU beat Purdue 68 to 65? We talked about this uh, um, uh, yesterday. You had your money on Purdue, and you had the over of 144. You lost both. I did. It was a tough night, but I would do it all over again tonight if you asked me the question again. Well, I'm not asking the question again, because that'd be ridiculous. Sure, sure. But I mean, it was it was last minute. It was last second. Purdue had the chance to tie it with the three. It it almost fell. Like like I thought it, it was almost going fell. In. It was something else. But this took place at Assembly Hall, Bloomington, Indiana, where Indiana University is, and those those guys went crazy. It's the first time IU has beaten Purdue in nine games. In nine games, people went out of their minds. Well, I I just you know living in Indiana, I, what I like is the. All right, well, now now we've got two teams that are actually doing well. And I assume, because Purdue was the number four team in the country at the time, which was just yesterday, I assume when the new top 25 comes out, IU makes it, right? IU is a top 25 team now, correct? I would think so. The AP voters are weird, but they probably are deserving. I'm going to, I'm, I, I will make my pick on that. Purdue 16th, IU 24th. Okay. I think it's that far of a drop for Purdue because I I, I think that well I, I, don't get me wrong I think it's a solid team I think two more wins and they can be back up to seven. Um, it, you you had the number one you lost to Rutgers and you're on a winning streak and you lose to, to, to IU and this this is the game they want to see that the strength of team in order to be like okay this is a serious contender going forward now it's like hey it's a good team but they don't have you know all the mental pieces in place that's how I think it's getting played am I am I um, am I like in the right zone with that Josh there are things about the Purdue team that make me question their genuine title. Their, their 
quality of team as a title contender, but I still think they're one of the 12, 15 best teams in the country. So, so I said 16th, so, so I'm close. Like, I'm, I'm right there, but IU's, def- IU's definitely making the, the, the top 25. I don't think they've been on a roll. I don't think there's any question that they do. Back to the baloney. Josh, as a kid, got the Oscar Mayer baloney, and he would cut, he would bite like holes into it. Uh huh. You know, you like fold it, you bite it, and be whole. So that's what they based it on. That's what they 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 based it on right there. Uh, and uh, so uh, the masks don't actually have baloney; they're not edible. They're infused with witch hazel and seaweed derived ingredients to protect and hydrate the skin. So. Um, if, if you're looking for the Valentine's Day gift that keeps on giving and ends relationships, the Oscar Mayer Baloney face mask. You can also uh, do them better and get them a copy of Let's Go Bourbon, my bourbon book. It's at Amazon.com. It's bourbon history. It's bourbon quotes, recipes. It's fantastic. It's for the bourbon uh, lover in your life, the bourbon reader you've always needed. Let's Go Bourbon. It's it's been selling very well. I'm I'm super impressed. We didn't know what to expect when we did the book. We we weren't sure what it is that we would get out of it. And what we what we've learned is that holy cow, people have enjoyed it. There've been a couple of comments on there. Uh, you know, people are you know might not like my politics, so they decide to attack the book. It's super weird. And then someone's like, you know, I thought it was just a I thought it was a not enough effort put into the book. Like they wanted more. Okay. You know, I, I disagree with you about the effort, but it wasn't it wasn't meant to be war and peace. But I can appreciate somebody saying, hey, you got me interested. I just wanted more and I feel like I didn't get the more. I think that's like a fine comment. That is a super fine, no questions from me kind of comment. I'm I'm really, really cool with that. So we're working on the next one right now, and so I can't wait. So that's Let's Go Bourbon at Amazon.com. Uh, so, so it's the gift that keeps on giving. Speaking of gifts and giving, supply chain issues continue. And the Girl Scouts, and I get some people don't like buying Girl Scout cookies anymore because the organization has provided dollars to Planned Parenthood. I get you. I am not saying no. And they argue that point from time to time, but they are having trouble getting the cookies at all. The supply chain issues are are creating problems everywhere. They're, I think they're utilizing DoorDash as the way of selling the cookies this year. Which I guess means the girls aren't going to come knock on your door. You have to buy them yourselves, which I think is super weird. Can I still go to a supermarket and see them set up up front and be like, yes, I will take 17 boxes, please. Thin mints, uh, the Tagalongs, uh, and, 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 and what else? What, what else is a good one? I think some people are dozy dough people. I'm not, a, I'm not so much a, I don't think that's my cookie. Peanut butter patties. Peanut butter patty, that's, that, that, that's a good one there. But it's affecting everything, every place. And not only the supply chain in terms of how they're getting things off the boat, it's how they get things from point A to point B. And one of the things that we're seeing, and it's it's kind of fascinating, in the bipartisan, the quote-unquote, um, uh, infrastructure bill, what got signed into law, and I, you didn't need the infrastructure bill to do this. They're now starting to run programs through the federal government to get 18 to 20-year-olds to learn about and become truckers. 
I approve of this. And what they should have done is just engage uh, a reduction of regulation to make it easier on that age group to, to work with private sector to become truckers. You need more truckers. You need more truckers. It's not just about getting the stuff off of the ship in Long Beach or in Los Angeles. It's about how you get it from there uh, to, to, to Omaha or to Tulsa or to Atlanta or to Fort Wayne. That's the issue. How does the stuff get to Saginaw and South Bend? That's the question. And that's truck. And everything is truck. Gas guzzling truck, baby. And you know how I feel uh, about some gas guzzling truck. Sometimes it does. It is the only thing that'll do the job. Yes, 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 yes. So I'm happy to see the movement. And if it gets me Girl Scout cookies, I'm good. I will admit, I do wonder whether or not Girl Scout cookies have laughed, have uh, lost their luster. I, wa- I, I do. I wonder if they have lost their luster. I, I got to assume no. But I can think of some other things that I would want to get instead of a Girl Scout cookie. Uh, uh, that also said, uh, I'm not saying no to Girl Scout cookies. There. They're somewhat delicious. I'm Tony Katz. Donald Trump speaking about meatloaf. Hey, sir, how are you? Just talking about you writing about meatloaf. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Former president of the United States, Donald Trump, tweeting out, Meatloaf was a great guy. Got to know him very well doing Celebrity Apprentice. He was smart, talented, open, and warm. His success was enormous. We all loved him. Meatloaf will be greatly missed. As we know, the the uh, singer-songwriter, Meatloaf, uh, passed away. Yesterday, at the age of 74, and uh, many of us grew up with the music. Nothing wrong with playing it twice. You're lucky I don't do the old egg show like this. What are you kidding? So so good. So freaking good. Everybody's got a comment. Awesome. Fantastic. Meanwhile, President Trump... Laying in to Joe Biden, president of the United States, about this minor incursion conversation. Everything having to do with Russia, really what he said last night when he said they may go in, they will go in. And he talked about a minor incursion. And I sort of said, I don't believe he said that because that's like giving him, you know, they use the term green light. 
He was green-lighted. And, you know, it's very interesting because the president of Ukraine last night, he was uh, he was seen in, in some very unusual pictures. He couldn't believe what he heard. He couldn't believe what he heard. And I couldn't believe what. If, whether you're for strong stoppage or not, you're really telling him you might as well go in. He did what he did what he did. If you if you follow me uh, on social media, you know that I do uh, a, a video series called uh, The Morning Rumble. Uh, 10 a.m. Eastern, I do, uh, do this video series uh, with Americans for Prosperity, and I was discussing this exact subject and digging in on, and it's very important that we note, no matter how much Biden and Jen Psaki and the team want to walk this back, you can't walk this back. It can't, it can't be done. It cannot. It, you can't change this reality. What Joe Biden did hurt America and America's standing far more than anything they claim Trump ever did. Those are just facts. Not to be denied by rational people. This is Tony Katz today.